Listen to more episodes of this podcast earlier than everybody else and ad-free when you sign up for Nebula, the creator-owned streaming service that's audience-supported, featuring more than 130 top-tier educational creators focusing on making content for you and not for an algorithm. Sign up for Nebula by clicking on the link in the description or go to nebula.tv slash conversations with Joe to support the podcast and get more eye-opening content. Hey, thanks for listening to the Answers with Joe podcast. Today, I am reposting a video or an audio version of a video. I keep saying that wrong. About uh, absolute truth. Is there such a thing as true, objective, absolute truth? And this was a question that was posed as uh, one of my uh, Patreon perks by a guy named Matt Herring, who has been one of the biggest supporters of this channel from day one. He's been uh, supporting on Patreon at the top level for well over a year now. And uh, I don't say it enough, but but Matt, if you're listening, I just I can't tell you how much I appreciate the support that you've given the channel. But not just that, you ask such cool questions that are fun to answer and, and actually get a lot of engagement from other people. So I think you're uh, right in there with what everybody else is, is thinking. So uh, enjoy this little, um, what we call it, a thought experiment about whether or not truth can be absolute. Talk amongst yourselves afterwards. Uh, I think it's an interesting topic and hopefully it'll give you a little something to take with you throughout the week. So uh, enjoy this, but first, yes, I know I'm going to talk about Canker Boy again. Actually, there's been over a thousand people who have tried Canker Boy, so why don't I let one of them talk about it this time? Hey, my name is Leslie and I was a lifelong sufferer of canker sores until cankerboy.com came along. If I don't have a little one in there, I've got a couple of small ones or I've got a bouquet of them and I'm in terrible pain. But once the caplets came and I um, bit a huge chunk out of my cheek, which would have resulted in a huge hole, me being in pain, a swollen face, the whole thing. But happily, nothing happened. I don't think any of this is a coincidence. Because like I said, I'm usually a person who has a canker sore, if not three, or whatever, and I've had none in a month and a half. Would I recommend this product? Not only would I recommend it, it's the only thing, and I dare to say it's even like a cure. I get comments in my video about this all the time asking if it actually works. Well, there's your answer. And it might work for you, and if it doesn't, you'll get your money back. I just want people to try it, because I know how it feels like to have nothing work, and you feel like you're stuck with this curse that never goes away. I know how hopeless that feels, and I want to help people out with that. So spread the word. That's cankerboy.com, C-A-N-K-E-R-B-O-Y.com. Now here's today's episode. Einstein's theory of special relativity changed our entire understanding of physics, and it was all based on a single principle perspective. The whole reason it's called relativity is because it explains the perspective of one reference frame relative to another reference frame. The point of it all is that an object traveling through space at near the speed of light, also known as relativistic speeds, experiences the universe in a very different way than something standing still. Two completely different perspectives. Both of them true. So our foundational understanding of the universe is predicated on the idea that truth is relative to the perspective of the person observing it. So, can there be any such thing as real objective truth? Patreon supporter Clayton Petzer asked, What exactly is truth? What do you think defines absolute certainty, and how can you prove that an idea can never be false under any circumstances? Clayton, if you want a video about truth, let's start by talking about alternative facts. Nope, not gonna get political. Not gonna do it. Not gonna get political. 
question of what constitutes truth is pretty philosophical, and it's something we've been wrestling with since the beginning of time. Religious leaders, philosophers, scientists have literally spent lifetimes trying to answer this question, so obviously there's no way I can put a cork in this bottle in 10 minutes. Hold my beer. I'm going to start by proposing a framework here, which is that truth is all about trust. I and you and everybody watching this experiences the world through this meat suit. We live a subjective experience and can only perceive that which is right around us. Everything that we know and believe that lies outside of a four-foot radius of our bodies comes from other people. Friends, family, media, total strangers on the internet. We choose who we want to listen to and what to believe. Now, in a perfect world, that would be the end of it. You know, we can't see everything, so we learn from other people. Other people are truthful, so we believe in it, and we're all on the same page, right? Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Unfortunately, that is not the world we live in. There are several problems with this. One is just the grapevine effect, the fact that facts get altered and embellished throughout time as things get passed from one person to another. The other problem is a lot of people have ulterior motives, something to gain by changing the facts along the way to fit their own narrative. And then there's the fact that just because something is more accurate doesn't mean it's the one that's going to be the most accepted. Especially when there are powers that be out there that can break your legs if you say something that they don't want you to say. So who we choose to believe informs what we know about the world, because we can't be everywhere at once. If we didn't see it ourselves, then truth is about trust. But it goes even deeper than that, because who said you could trust your own perception? Just because you saw or experienced something yourself doesn't mean that it's true. Our brains lie to us all the time. In fact, everything that we perceive is just made up whole cloth by our brains. You know, people always say, you know, I saw it with my own eyes, but that's not true. You don't see with your eyes at all. All your eyes do is collect light and focus it on the back of your retina. It's your brain that creates a picture out of that and makes it into something you can understand. And before you accuse me of splitting hairs, consider this. The image that gets projected on the back of your eye is actually flipped upside down. It's your brain that has to flip it vertically so that it makes sense to you. Your eyes literally perceive the world completely opposite of what it actually is. In fact, there are glasses that can actually flip your perception upside down. And studies have shown it only takes a day or two before your brain rewires itself to see normally. In fact, there was this great experiment by Destin over at Smarter Every Day where he found a bicycle that had its handlebars rigged to turn the opposite direction of the wheel, which makes it almost impossible to ride. But he practiced it and he practiced it until he was able to ride it normally. And then he switched over to a normal bike and fell flat on his face because he was used to doing it the other way. But these senses all distributed into our malleable brain through our meat suits. This is how we created our subjective experience of the world. And for the vast majority of human history, this is how we try to discern what is truth through our senses and through other people. But the problem is that's subjective to a lot of different issues like logical fallacies, superstitions, and social pressures. Aristotle was known as a great thinker and he believed that logic was the ultimate tool for discerning the truth. But now we know that he got almost everything wrong. Because a lot of things in the universe are not logical to our experience here on Earth. As Neil deGrasse Tyson has famously said, the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you. Eventually we got wise to this problem and we created a system in service of finding discernible truth. And it's called science. Make predictions, test assumptions, retest, peer review. All of these things are designed to reach an objective truth that lies outside of our subjective experience. It's the single best tool we have to understand truth in this world. But it still relies on trust. You've got to trust the equations. You've got to trust the instruments. You've got to trust the other researchers out there. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people out there right now 
that don't trust science. And in the United States, this distrust does go along party lines. 42% of conservatives in a 2014 poll said that they don't trust the scientific community. Don't get political. Don't get political. But I see this all the time on my channel because anytime I talk about NASA or Elon Musk or any space-related thing, the flat earthers come out of the woodwork. Actual people who think the actual Earth is actually flat, that space doesn't exist, the moon landings were faked, and all the evidence out there to the contrary is just a giant conspiracy designed to hide the truth. And I want to just yell in their faces, stop being stupid. Not only are there mountains of evidence that the world is a sphere, literally all the evidence points to it, and there is zero evidence to the contrary. But I have to be honest with myself, I've never been to outer space, so I've never seen it. I've never gone around the moon and come back around and seen the big blue marble floating in the sky. And even if I did do that, I would have to trust that my senses were telling me the truth, which I can't 100% do. Hell, I can't be 100% sure that I'm not dreaming this right now. But I have to just trust that I am in a wakeful state because all the evidence around me points to my other experiences of wakefulness. Just in the same way, I have to trust that all the videos and photos of a spherical Earth that I've seen are real, that the satellites that revolve around the Earth and make my life possible now are real. I have to just trust that. It's like I've never been to Bangladesh, right? But I've seen Bangladesh in the news, I've heard of Bangladesh, I've seen pictures of Bangladesh, I've gotten comments from people from Bangladesh, but how do I know? How do I know that it's not some giant conspiracy by all the governments of the world and the media to convince me that Bangladesh and the 170 million people that live there are real? I don't know. That's ridiculous. But I have to concede, it is a possibility. It's just a very, 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 very small probability. And this is where I see an interesting parallel with quantum mechanics. Because as we've discussed here a million times over, subatomic particles have the ability to be in superpositions, different places at the same time, pop in and out of existence, and basically exist in probability states. But that doesn't mean we have no idea where they are. Thanks to mathematical models, we can figure out to a very high degree of accuracy where these particles are and what their position and velocity is in space. So maybe we can think of truth in the same way. Maybe, no, there is no absolute truth, but there are levels of probability that allow us to predict truth to a high degree of accuracy. And you can choose to believe the high probability outcome that the world is a sphere that revolves around the sun, or you can believe the very, very low probability outcome that the Earth is flat, that NASA's a giant fraud, and this is all a giant conspiracy. And I have the right to mock you, mercilessly, for choosing to believe the lowest possible probability outcome. Hey, look how I made this video all about flat earthers. It's like I'm just done with crazy people in my comments or something. But as I said at the beginning, this is a very philosophical question, which means there's room for all kinds of opinions. I would love to hear yours down in the comments below. Thanks again to Clayton for an awesome question and for being a wonderful uh, supporter on Patreon. If you guys would like to get some questions answered and get some cool perks, you can go to patreon.com slash answerswithjoe. Please like and share and subscribe if this is your first time here because I come back with cool topics like this every Monday. Hope you guys have an eye-opening week and I will see you next time. Love you guys.
Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to the Answers with Joe podcast. If you found this through the YouTube channel and you are not subscribed on iTunes or Google Play, I encourage you to do so. I'm going to be coming back with interviews and repeats of old videos just like this all the time. And if you found this on the podcast player, then uh, know I have a YouTube channel on, uh, well, on YouTube. Just do a little search for Answers with Joe, and you'll find all kinds of fun science and comedy stuff to keep you entertained and thinking about cool stuff for the rest of the week. And you can find this in all my podcasts and all my videos at AnswersWithJoe.com. And if you enjoyed it, a nice review in the iTunes or Google Play Store goes a long way. And, of course, word of mouth means everything. So anything you can do to help get the word out, I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. I will catch you next time. Have a good one.